0: He walked to the narrow roads and streets of Meisharim. He was lost. He wasn't lost in the sense that he didn't know where he was going. He knew the neighborhood. He knew the neighborhood well. But this particular yeshiva bacher was in a yeshiva in the neighborhood nearby. He was lost in the sense that he was directionless. He had all the pieces of the puzzle, but he didn't quite know how to put them together, what the picture was supposed to look like. And so he wandered those twisted alleyways, searching, not knowing what he was searching for, looking, feeling as if there was something essential that he wasn't quite able to grasp yearning unbearably after an elusive mystery. And suddenly, after some time, he found himself outside of a dimly lit, small little basmedrash in the heart of Meish Arim. He was beckoned, and he entered. And the warmth that he felt in that place was a warmth that was different than any other physical warmth. It was a little bit warmer. But spiritually, emotionally, there was a warmth there. And he looked around at the chevra that were sitting, listening to a magad shir. There was something different about these chevre. And he looked at the magad shir, and there was something different about the way in which Torah was being taught and the words that were coming out of the Rav's mouth, hand motions, expressions, that exuded clarity, confidence, hope, simcha. And when he sat down on a bench in the back of the Beis Medrash, and he started to listen to what was being said, his heart was engulfed in flames, and fireworks were shooting off. In his mind, a depth, a breadth, Tyra, the likes of which he had never heard, and he heard Tyra before. After asking around some of the chaver what safer is being taught, he quickly ran, his feet danced him to a nearby svarim store, and he bought the safer, He brought it back to the yeshiva. He opened up to the first page and thus began a, a lifelong love affair that would not only transform his life, but his hiyat spill over into the lives of others. You probably guessed by now that the Sefer was Maran. the Maggid Shir was Monte Frank, and the bacher was me. So it's impossible for me to stand up and say anything without expressing an infinite amount of akharasatayv. Tora Rvamata, building on the foundation laid by my father, Shlita, opened up to me shari gan Eden, is shari gan that I continue to walk further and further into with that awareness, like Ramata spoke about, vivayit, how far still I am and how far still all of us are and will forever be. And so I want to talk to you, Heber, a little bit tonight, and it's such a privilege to be here, about this Gan Eden, about this Tam Gan Eden. What is it? What is it that I felt? What is it that we feel? What is it that the Rebbe does for us? What is it? The Rebbe has a Torah, Torah Tzadiches, it's a small little teaching, and the Rebbe goes on a Mamar Chazal, that we find a number of places in Shas, where Raim in reaction and response to those that were bothering them on some level, had this inyan where they looked at this person, in the lush, and the Loshon is, on a simple level it means it became a pile of bones, not so nice. To say what, the, what does this mean? They murdered people on the spot. They're just looking at them. Well, what, what does it mean? Nase gal shalat So the Rebbe uses the following drusha, the following remes for something else, a little bit of a different way. But the Rebbe says that the word gal can mean a pile, and the word at means bo- means bones. But he says gal can also be melushin his galus, a revelation. And Atsamus means bones, but it could also mean etzen, essence. In the Indian of a Rebbe, and in the Indian of a Tzaddik, and in the Indian of this Tzaddik, Daika specifically, is called Kuloi Nosan Einov boy. That the Tzaddik is giving each and every person that opens the Sefer, and each and every person that connects to the Eitzes, and each and every person that comes to Uman, and each and every person that hears the nigunim and the Sipurim, Dayenu 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 on each and every niquda. But the Rebbe is giving us his oy, his eyes. Nasan einov Boy. And the a life with the eyes of the tzaddik, is nasa gal shalat samas. Is the ability to be looking at everything in life that everybody else sees. But there's an element of perspective, there's a shift in the way in which those things are perceived. Now sa Shalat there's an etzem, there's an essence that becomes revealed. There's a story that's brought in a number of places. Well, the Rebbe seems to have at some point, I don't know if it was in Zlatipoli and Breslev or Mata was probably be able to tell us the details, but the Rebbe had an apartment that overlooked a shook, overlooked a marketplace. And there was one of the Hasidim that was very, very busy on that particular day, probably all the time. But he was running, buying and selling business deals, running merchandise back and forth. And the Rebbe is standing by this window and just looking down over the scene. And at a certain point, the Rebbe bangs on the window and he calls the Hasid upstairs. You can envision in your mind the stark contrast again between the sweet silence of the Rebbe's day's medrash and the whole rash and the din of Eilamazeh taking place below, and the Rebbe standing there next to this individual in silence. And the Rebbe looks at him and he said, "Did you look up at the sky today? Did you look up at the sky today?" And the person answers, the chassid says, no, I, I was so busy, I'm running around, I look up at the skies, so or what, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the, the day of the big sale, look up at the sky. And the Rebbe said, let me tell you something, and I think that this story is so emblematic of what the Rebbe was and what the Rebbe does to you and I. The Rebbe said, in 50 years from now, I won't be here and you won't be here. He said there will be different horses down below, different merchandise, different people selling and buying. And you don't have time to look up at the sky? I don't believe that the Rebbe was talking only about the physical sky and what that holds and what that is miramis to. This element of just silence and stillness and quiet and yeshavada's and Tachlis, and so on and so forth. But I believe that there's a Shemayim embedded in Aretz. And that the Rebbe is trying to tell the individual not that you have to escape to some mountaintop, the Indian of Har Adarab, but the Rebbe stresses bias. Yaakov Avinu bias. But that even while the person is still busy running around in the shuk. And even while the person is busy at the office and the person is at home and the person is running between the base medrash and the base knesses and groceries and, and, and doctor appointments and different mundane things, there's a way of looking up at the sky, not because you're sitting again in your backyard, you know, just gazing up, which is a phenomenal thing to do as well. But it means that such a person is looking at the shamayim, at the shamayim and the arets all the time. And the Rebbe wants us to look up at the shamayim. To look up. The Rebbe Rashab told one of his Hasidim that the entirety of Yiddishkeit, not only on a simple level, Shema Yisrael, Hava Yolikeinu HaShem but the first two words encapsulate the entirety of what it is to be a Yid. Shema is Yisrael. Shema is Yisrael. What does this mean? Shema means to hear but Shema's is su'u morim enechim. Su'u moroim Shema, that's Yisrael. That's what it is to be a Jew. That's what it is to be a yid. It's to live in this world. But to live in this world in such a way that no matter what you're engaged in and involved with, is gal shalat samas. is looking up at the shamayim is e as the pasuk continues me bara ele. we live in a world of ele. we live in a world that's filled with diversity multiplicity we, we live in a world of separateness so many different things in our lives are filled with peze and nefesh that's what it means to be a human being we're composites of so many different elements and desires and uh, the disappointments of the past and hopes for the future and, dis- and, and, and disappointments and frustrations. So all of us have that element of eilem. We have a down pat. We do it pretty well. But the ability constantly to be like we spoke about Shalashot is medam et Mi bora eilem. We live in a world of teva. We live in a world of hastara, of concealment. And we think that things are natural. This is just the way that things are. The Zohar Kaddish, in the beginning, Akdamas of the, uh, the Akdam of the Zohar Kaddish, reveals the Saur that the word me, together with the word "Ela," is the word Elohim. Me and Eile. Elohim, kiaduah, is gematria hateva's nature. So we can choose what kind of lives do we want to live. We can choose the union of Hastara. We can choose the Indian of Eileh. We can choose the union of just going through life and going through the motions and the systems that we've built and the institutions that we have and just the way the things are. Or we can choose to really and lift up our eyes to the Shemayim and to put together the Eileh with the me, to trace everything back to the Creator, who's here, who's present, who's real whose mam is real, to reveal the essence. This is the ending of the Rebbe. In Torah, the Rebbe talks about Gan Eden. We spoke before about Gan Eden. What's Gan Eden? What do lovers think when they think of Gan Eden? Listen to this little line, a few lines. There exists something called Gan Eden. And he goes on to say there's a gan Eden Elyon and a gan Eden Etahton, Chachmila, Chachmatata. And he says it's an in inen of Chachmasalukus. That's what gan Eden means. It's to come to know HaKadosh Baruch To come to build a relationship with him. An intimate, conscious relationship with him. Gan Eden. Eden. But the Rebbe says Ach It's impossible to get to this gan Eden Al hasharim, the gates, the gates, the gates to Gan Eden. Where are these gates? What are the gates to Gan Eden? Where are they? Miyalulano like what, what mountain do we have to climb? What plane, private or otherwise, do we have to take? Like what, you know, where what are the where are the Gan Eden? Says the Rebbe. Next line, ki there's a, there. There's a way of getting there. These gates of Gan Eden, not on a mountaintop somewhere. They're genuzim utmunim ba'aretz, or it's arcius, mundanity day-to-day living, the Eile, this worldliness. The Rebbe continues. You have to see the Torah there. tavu sha'areha. And that's not a b'di ebed. That's a lichat Tavu sha'areha. You need a das to be able to live this way. The das of the Rebbe that enables us to reveal the etzem, enables us to find the me within the Eile, to unravel the Hester of Elohim. In another place, they're in this world, in elements of this worldliness. It's Gan Eden, Mamish Gan Eden, Tam Gan Eden. The Rebbe says in Chaim Aran, Rabbi Nachman spoke up and he said, Olam Haba, she yesh l'ano beze ha-oilam, kisha Hashem yisbarach oizir l'foamim, eim l'shayr. The oilam mahaba that we can taste in this world when we live with perspective, with the perspective of the tzaddik, nosan son, of boy. We're regular people like anybody else. Regular people stuck in traffic like everybody else. See some traffic over here in Lakewood. Like everybody else, regular, regular, regular. But it depends with which eyes are we looking at things. You can look the same. The Rebbe says in Ran also, a guter yid, he looks like everybody else on the street. Inyan acher gamri. Inyan achalagamri can be something else. Life can be something else. The simple moments, things that we think are unremarkable, that are not significant. The question is with which eyes are we viewing them? People think ordinarily that the concept of Kim tov, closeness to Baruch Hu is toiv, is good, is sweet. Or well, what's Elokim? Tyra and Maybe a little gemilas Chasadim. Kirvahs is that we feel when we're in the base madrish, when we're in the base kanazos, li toiv. But the Rebbe came to the world to reveal that if a person lives on this level, where the elokim that we're speaking about, that the Kirvah to elokim, li that elokim is me and Ela. So there's never a moment that's not li whether you're in the base medrash or out of the base medrash, in the shul or out of the shul, no matter what circumstance you're going through, no matter what, what's happening in your life, kir vas that the elekim is the bechin of me, and eil is li toiv, that means every single waking moment of my life, or the minute that I get up, in the morning to the minute that I go to sleep, a bracha that I often give people, if they're foolish enough to ask for one, is that you should say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu before you go to sleep, Rebbe Neshallam, give me that tomorrow should be exactly like today. That's the biggest bracha you can give a person, I think, right? Kir vas alikim li toiv. If alikim is me and Eila, so it's all of life. It's all of life that we're already living. It's nothing you have to get and nothing you have to do. It's a shift in consciousness, a different perspective. Kir vas alikim li toiv. The rabbi gave us the eights of his spider's. The Rebbe said, speaking about different perspectives, different eyes, the Rebbe said, go out for an hour a day. Rabbi Akram Shachter told me personally, he says, okay, no, it should be an hour. He said it could be 15 minutes, 10 minutes. And in that time, Davin, that you have stamina to make it 20 minutes, a half hour, and so on, a little bit of time every day, five minutes, 10 minutes. Mamela, going back to the traffic, you have time. You're, sitting, you're anyways sitting there. Nobody knows who you're talking to. It's a great, great opportunity. But if a person has that sechia to go out, like Rabbi Nachman describes in Taran and Bays, other places go out of the Yishuv. The Rebbe described coming back after Espodidus, and he says, It's an oilam acher lagamri. It's a different world that you see, with the clarity that you drew down from that intimate relationship, from that honesty, that authenticity, that bikush, that humility. It's a different world. The Rebbe said also in the beginning of Chaim Aran, Vesipar Rebbe Shimon. Rabshiman Achasid said, Shapamachim of Fursim. After Ibn Ahmad already became his gallous of who he was and what he was, Nasa Im Rabenu Zukhan of the Vrachad Khara, and they traveled to a certain village. Shesham Yoga Rabbeinu Zukhan of the Racha ba'vaidose ha the base chhaisnoy that Ibn Ahmad was doing all of his Avoidas in his father-in-law's house, Sha'i Dar Sham where he was living. The Nasa Imai, and he walked together with Rabenu Aqadah, Sadah Zwe Khiyodsa. Throughout the fields, just them two walking, walking, walking. The forest and the fields. And Rabbi Nachman was filled with an incredible yearning. And Rabbi Nachman said, How beautiful this place was for me. How beautiful this place was for me. Every step that I took, I felt Gan Eden. Gnuzim utmunim ba'ares, kisham adrachim hayaruga and that's Tam Gan Eden. And you bring that Tam Gan Eden back with you. The Ramchal, to the end of Adar b'Marim. The Ramchal is Megala, that the three essential building blocks of the Jewish Identities, nefesh, ruach, and neshama, is connected, Eden, Nahar, and gan. Anor, yoytsemei, Eden, lahashkis is a gan. There are three elements. There's Eden, this place called Eden. There's the Nahar that flows out of Eden. And it flows into the gan to bring it all of that life from Eden down into the gan. And each person also has the inyanim of nefesh, ruach, and neshama. Nefesh is connected gan, Ruach is connected to Nahar, and Neshama is connected Aden. Many of the tzaddikim, I have Balatanya Baal Tanya, Kedusha Slevi. many of the tzaddikim say that nefesh, ruach, and neshama is machshava, dibur, and Misa. Neshama is machshava, it's thought. Dibur is ruach, like, right? He all them, le nefesh chayel, ruach, and ruach is associated with dibur, and nefesh is maisah. This is the sum total of what it is to be a human being. We think, we speak, and we do, and we act. This is it. Nefesh Ruach Neshama. Chaim Yechid as a separate Indian. but panemium, within the person, Nefesh Ruach Neshama. It emerges that this insight of Nahar, Eden, and Gan being associated with Nefesh Ruach Neshama, that essentially there's really only two. Essentially, there's Aden and there's Gan. And the Nahar is the miyachid between them. It's a very deep Indian. The Nahar is miyachid between them. Essentially, there's neshama and there's nefesh. Dibur is miyachid between them. It's the Nahar. That's yoytse Aden, LaHashkis is Gan. But to bring together the bechinas of neshama and nefesh. It's possible to suggest... That Aden and Gan, that Neshama and Nefesh is the Bechina of Shamayim and Aretz. The Bechina of the sky that Ibn Achman told the Chassid, that you look up at the sky, that you find the sky in everything. The Me and the Eile. What is the Nahar? What is the Nahar that flows from the Neshama, from the Inyan of Aden down into the Gan, into the Inyan? Of nefesh, Rabbi Nachman said, "What's the tzaddik? Ish asher ruach boy. The whole mitseus of the tzaddik is ruach. The Zohar says, Man tzaddik, man da'acha, man da'achid, shma'ya ve'ara. The whole avodah of the tzaddik is to enable a person to unify the aspects of shemayim and oret, the me and the elon.'" Gal shalat sam is the whole inin of the tzaddik. Rabbi Nachman said on himself, mekor The inin of Rabbi Nachman, the inin of the tzaddik, and the inin of the Asagas the tamgan Eden and this perspective that the Rebbe gives in Torah after Torah after Torah. and Nassim, we'll get to Rabbi Nassim in a minute. We're coming to an end. Rabbi and the tefillas, the kudai alachas, the kudai dayenu on every word. What Rabnasen says in the Hakadamah to Lukutamaran, that it's a good thing he says, I couldn't put vahavin because I would have to say after every word, ashrei, vahavin, t'mime vahavin, darech, vahavin. It's the deepest thing in the world. Dayenu. Mamas, you could say on every word from Rabnasen, from Rabnachmen, Dayenu, Dayenu, Dayenu. Oitser is what we have. Oitzris. Tamgan Eden. But the Rebbe is the Nachal Noveas, it's the Inidun Nohar. Yoitsimi Eden, Shamayim, Lahashkus, Esagan. I was thinking, the name Nachman has the element of Moyach because it's a keval Das. The letters mem and ches is Moyach and Nachman. It's an incredible das. ein of boy, einayim is the inen of chachma. And two nuns as perhaps nefesh and neshama. That the tzaddik is able to give us that Moyach That we can live as human beings in this world, regular guys, nothing special, at least not on the outside, but the ability to unify and unite nefesh and Ishamah. But the problem is, the problem is that there are so many people that never, ever tasted this, not at all. Some people more than others, some people less than others. There are chever that are completely mufgah from this Indian, legamri, legamri. And the way I know this is because the Rebbe says it explicitly. And the Rebbe says in Tarakuf, Kuf, Tzadi Aleph, one line, Da shir, ekher, etzuch, Rebbe, makam, ekher, began, Eden. You could have two people sitting in the same place in Gan Eden. What's Gan Eden? The Rebbe already told us. T'munim ba'arez. Two people sitting next to each other. One person is having the pleasures that are beyond, 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 not expressible in words. Unbelievable level. And the person sitting next to him, Mamish, in Ganeden, loy. Yargish Klum feels nothing, and this is the experience that oftentimes we feel, however that are privileged enough to be living on this level to know about the tzaddik, to be able to converse in the towers of the tzaddik. Every line of which is miutamachzikas meruba. It's endless. It's infinite. It's a pella, ani ish pella. The Rebbe ishmasi pella gadol. It's not fathomable. And for the person sitting right next to him in this Oilem maze, without the eyes of Nasan Einov Boy, without the awareness of Gal Shalat Samo, living everything B'chitzayni is, Le Yargish Klum. And it's a Rachmanus. It's a Rachmanus. Not Chass to look down at It's a rahmanas. Because if you have something so precious and special and delicious and sweet, we shouldn't want that other people should have it also. And this chever is the Indian of Reb Nason. This was Rav whole animating energy. The motor in Rav was this hergish. To say that I'm going to devote my life to spreading, to teaching, to writing, to talking. Every single moment of Rav life. How can we bring this to other people? He was mevutl to this. He was mevutl to this mission. Mavutl Ligamri. Rav the Indian... Of ashreenu. You find so often in Rab Nasan's Ashrenu, Ashrenu, that it's fresh. It's fresh. Some people were born into Brussels families here, some people discover it. It's the teva of things to get a little bit, little bit stale. The Friskai, to be aware of what we have. Rabbi Nachman said, Nitzachti I conquered and I will conquer. The whole inyan of Rabbi Nachman, S'chus is the inyan of eternality. It's an incredible confidence. It's not just for the time period. There was a tzaddik in the world that he, Rabbi Nachman knew. It was just the beginning. It's sweet. It's cute. It's the seed. I want to tell each and every one of you and myself. You and I are the va'anatzeh. You and I are part of that, and we have to feel the achrayas. We have to feel the achrayas to spread it, and some people think, who am I? If I would think that, I wouldn't be up here, because I know what I am and who I am. But if there's a mission, if there's an achrayas, take a person, to, let's make a chavrusa, little bit, whatever it is, whatever it is, in English, in Spanish, whatever works for you, to spread, to teach. The Labav Rebbe used to say, you know, Aleph, teach Aleph. That should be the initial reaction. You learn something, it means something to us. Spread it, share it. If a person doesn't have the time or the ability to support these, the breast liver institutions, that's part of the Slowly but surely, we're moving toward the Ad HaMashiach, the Rabbi Nachman Tzchus very confidently said, which was ludicrous. If you think about the history, a young man, body racked with tuberculosis, Unknown with tremendous isnagdus, maybe at the end of his life, the high point 600 chasidim, when other rebbes had thousands upon thousands. Ha'esh Shalih Tukad Abiyasa Mashiach. I think on a simple level, people think that it means until Mashiach comes, the Rebbe's light is going to last. I think it means something else. The Rebbe is telling us Ha'esh Shali Tukad. Whatever it needs to do. And whatever it's gonna to have to go through, and how many winds it's gonna to have to persevere throughout to continue flickering, until Mashiach has to come. A to God within each and every one of us, until Mashiach Mamish is here, bepoil Mamish. Let's feel that sense of achrayes. Even if we think, "Who are we? What are we?" We have to realize something that's pasha to us can absolutely transform a person's life. Something that we think as pasha, ah, deeper from the Rabbah, one word, one drop of ms. People are thirsty. I can tell you this: people are desperate for one drop of das to feel that achrayes, to bring it out into the world that khalkenu on every word that we have what a privilege what a specialness we should see amen Thank you very much, Rebbe Klein and Biakov Klein. So I want to remind Oilam in a few minutes that they're serving dessert. We're going to be benching and the raffle will be doing the Mitzvah Very shortly, if you still want to get in at the back table or on the tables, fill it out and bring it in. You may be the lucky one to get to Oman.